amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at hsstaffing.com. Today's program is our final show of 2016. I want to thank all of my guests and all of our listeners for their support. I hope everyone will be able to join me at noon on Wednesday, January 4th, when I'll be beginning the new year with Harry Pritchett, discussing reinventing yourself in midlife. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Tirlock Malik from Apple Productions' NRI-TV Film Club. We will be discussing an Indian immigrant success story. Please remember, the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. If you have any any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301 and dial 1 so that I know that you have a question. Tierlock, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you on the phone. Well, it's my pleasure. Now, tell us about yourself and your company. Well, my name is uh, Tirlok Malik. As uh, you mentioned, I'm from India. And uh, my company is we make movies and we also have restaurants. So my brother, Chandra Malik, has been always part of my businesses and the team. So we have restaurants like Ayurveda Cafe, which is a holistic health food restaurant on 94 in Amsterdam. Then we got a place called Chapati House, which is near Columbia University. So we like to bring uh, India to the American people here through our food and as well as through our movies. So these are the businesses we are involved in. Now, why did you want to immigrate to the United States? Bruce, that's a good question. Why did I want to come here? So there's the two answers. If I was to give the answer from the Indian philosophy, I will say that was my destiny to be here. But on the other hand, you know, I was traveling. My father sent me uh, on a business trip to America and uh, Canada. So while I was in New York, I felt I belonged here. That energy of New York City was so, like, gripping intoxicating to me and I saw this beautiful city I said I belong here so I wrote to my father I'm not coming back he said son it's your life do whatever you want to do home is always open for you so I started living here then uh, on one of my trips I went to India my brother Tanya Malik had just finished uh, his college 
So I asked him, I said, why don't you come here and join me? So that was the journey. And tell us about the process. How did you become an immigrant? I think you're talking about the immigration process, or you're talking about just yeah. Uh, I mean, coming what, to what does it? You, you're right. We hear all the time, and I hate this term because it's just it, it, it's it's nonsensical. But you know, we hear all the time about illegal immigrants. I don't understand how you can be an illegal immigrant because only the government can provide the status of an immigrant. So either you're an immigrant or you're not. There's no such thing as an illegal immigrant. There are people who are illegally in the country. How did you, you're here legally, how did you become an immigrant? What was the process? I uh, I mean, I came on a visa. So once I decided I wanted to live here, so I spoke to a lawyer, immigration lawyer, and then he explained to me, what is the process to become the resident of America? So I filed. I filed my application, and I got approved, and I start living here. But also keep in mind, Bruce, I've been in this country for more than 30 years, so things have changed. That time, it was no such big deal about uh, legal or illegal immigrants. So that was and- the process. Now, today, of course, there are immigrants, there are visas uh, for people who are coming from specific countries. Like a Canadian has no problem coming in and getting a work visa. They can get it at the border. <coughs> Excuse me. And there are employer visas. You come in and you guarantee that you're going to be starting a business and hiring X number of people, you can get a, a visa. So there are different things, but it's a good point that you mentioned that you've been here for decades. Now, you yes. obviously, coming from India, did not have to deal with a language barrier. So right. what were the major barriers you did have to overcome when you arrived? And I assume that a culture is high on the list. I agree with you, Bruce. It is the loneliness of not knowing the culture in the beginning. I think that one has to come over. I felt lonely. I mean, I was uh, like 19-year-old coming here, leaving the comfort of loving home in India with my parents and siblings, and then I come here, and everything I have to do with my own. But slowly by slowly, that also goes away. As you become uh, you know, resident of the city here, you begin to live here. You begin to feel at home. Now I feel 100% home here. As a matter of fact, I feel the whole world is my home now. I am an immigrant of the entire world. And I guess that happened uh, because I lived here, so I knew what the migration is. So I think it's beautiful. Do you think moving to New York, living in New York City, having a business in New York City made it easier for you because this is such a multicultural city? Absolutely. Absolutely. Me and my brother, we traveled uh, many years ago cross-country camping, and we saw that. And uh, I seem to agree, New York is one of the greatest cities in the world. You can't find any more city which is multicultural, 
and at the same time adventurous. You find people from every country. You find the food of every country. You find the culture of every country. In the New York City streets, especially in Manhattan, when you walk around, you don't feel like you're in a different place. One of the things that I always chuckle, I lived in Israel for 13 years, and now when I'm walking in the city and I hear people speaking Hebrew, uh, when I first got here, it's, you know, I turn around, what's going on? Now it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It's it's so common, and I'm sure that's true for everyone who comes from a foreign country, although I right. was born here, and all of a sudden here's their, well, not in my case, but here's their native language. It's a bit reassuring, I'm certain. I'm sure you hear in the speaks of Manishma, right? Pardon me? Hello. I say you yeah, are I'm sorry, just more to... about the <laughs> Israeli uh-huh. language. I say yes, you probably hear in the streets of New York somebody saying Manishma. And how are you? You got it. I can you got I it. can hear in Hindi language also people speaking Yaal So yes, you're right with that way, yes. And now when you hear Hindi, it doesn't uh, sound strange because that's what Manhattan is all about. That's right. New York is multicultural. Manhattan is great. I mean, How did you... You know, I don't want to sound like a commercial, <laughs> but I would say I love New York and I love Manhattan. How did you choose your industry? And why were you confident that that was the right choice? How did you know you were going to be successful? Yeah, see, no, I did not know I'm going to be successful, but I did know that I'm going to give my 100%. I'm going to work hard, and uh, I'm going to give my knowledge, whatever I have learned and whatever I know, and we will see what happens. And by choosing the industry, I think all of us, as a human being, we do know what do we like, the right kind of a work we like to do. And if we are lucky enough to do what we love to do and make a living, I think that's a blessing. Because unfortunately, a lot of the people have to work just for living. You know, people say, okay, I have to take this job so I can make a living for my family. In my case, I was very blessed. I have done in my life what I love to do, which is uh, movies and the restaurant business. And uh, luckily, we got success in both. We also had failures, yes. Many times I also failed. When I failed, it was not a good feeling. But then I kind of, you know, kind of look into this, why I didn't work. Why it didn't work. And sometimes I take the approach, it didn't work, learn a lesson, move on to the next. It is very important to look forward rather than to look backward. Because the backward is not going to, looking back is not going to give us any results except a lesson. So I feel you learn the lesson and you move on. So restaurants and the movies, to me they both are like entertainment, making people feel good, and I got success in both of them. 
That's and just to rem- Go ahead, Bruce. No, finish your comment. I'm sorry. No, that is how I chose these two professions. You know, restaurants, I feel at home when I'm on the floor of restaurants. I create new ideas. For example, this Ayurveda Cafe, which is a science which like uh, people like Deepak Chopra have promoted in this country. It's a healthy food. It makes me feel good. Because that restaurant, me and my brother, we open as a tribute to all the mothers and my mother. It's a home-cooked kind of a food. There's no menu. You come in, we give you what we made. It's like going to your mother's house. She will give you what she has cooked, and she forces you to eat more. So that's what <laughs> it is. And, and I feel good. And by the way, it's also kosher, just to let people know. Really? It's kosher, it's vegan. Yes. Ayurveda oh, Cafe, funny. Indian vegetarian restaurant. It is kosher, it's vegan. It's healthy, fresh food. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel good that we brought health to people. It's a healthy food. And that's what we did. And now I'm planning to take people from here to India to give them a tour to India to kind of, you know, get the other gift of Ayurveda, which is to learn how to remain healthy. That's the other thing I'm going to do. How many kosher so, restaurants are there in India? In India? I don't know about in India. I'm talking about New York. <laughs> I am just kidding. No, I do know there are Jews in India. We do have Jews in India, Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know. When I was in Israel, when I was at university, there were a number of um, Jewish students from India. So, yeah, I know. Uh, Now, just a reminder, just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Cheerlock Malik from Apple Productions NRI TV Film Club. We are discussing an Indian immigrant's success story. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301 and dial 1 so I know you have a question. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Now, Cheerlock, I've been saying the name of your production company and the film club. What's the name of the restaurant? Ayurveda Cafe. A-Y-U-R-D-E-D-A Cafe. Mm-hmm. It's on 94th Street and Amsterdam Avenue. Then we have another restaurant called Chapati House, which is on 124th Street and Broadway near Columbia. They both are Indian food. You know, by the way, Bruce, once upon a time, my brother uh, also had a non-Indian restaurant. I'm sure a lot of the listeners would know the place called Café Con Leche. That was a Spanish restaurant, Dominican food. Even the president of Dominican used to come to eat there. That was my brother Chandler's idea. So, anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you. That's fine. It's interesting. So it's a family, it's not just a family business, it's a family passion. Yes, yes. My, now, how did you get started? All right. Uh, now I'm talking about you got here, you started, you you decided what you wanted to do. How did you get started? You needed to incorporate, you needed to find office space. 
you first, needed to, in your case, you, you started with the restaurant. First thing is the, so, money. First thing to, is the money you save. You save the money. You okay, you've the got money. the money. Now you got to spend it. How did you? Now then you then you look for a place. You look for a lawyer and CPA. You form a company. I think every businessman knows that to form a company, see what is good for them, and from there on they proceed. I'm sure but it's the same. How did you decide, for example, on the location for your restaurant? Well, I grew up in the Upper West Side. I knew the Upper West Side very well. I had worked in the restaurants Upper West Side. And there was a place available. It was a pizza store. So I thought uh, this would be a good location off the block. Then I said, what can I do different? I was the first one to introduce Indian fusion cooking to Americans. American doesn't mean just Americans. means to the Upper West Side or New York City. Indian fusion cooking. What that means is Indian food served for the non-Indian palate, somebody who never had Indian food. And they will have this food and they will appreciate that. And uh, we opened the place and we were working hard. I had a good team. And uh, it is just kind of a incident. The one review comes up and people, uh, word of mouth begins to go out. And uh, your satisfied customers, they will help you to grow. I think all listeners out there, whoever are in business, they understand this. If you have satisfied customers, clients, no matter what business you do, they will tell others. And then, of course, you have to do marketing. You have to do your homework, whatever needs to be done. Now, for your for your restaurants, obviously people walk by, they smell the aroma, they look inside, they like the way it looks, they come in, they eat, they recommend, they come back, you get referrals, that's the restaurant. Let's look at the other businesses. How did you get your first clients? You mean for my film? Yeah. For the film. I made a film called Lonely in America. I was the writer, producer, one of the actors of that film. And uh, we made the film. I produced it, directed by Barry Brown. Spike Lee gave a cameo in the film. And uh, the general procedure is when you make a film independent, unless it's a Hollywood studio film, that Hollywood studio takes care of because they finance or they distribute. They have the infrastructure. For a smaller independent film like the kinds I make about being immigrant in America, being multicultural in America, we have emotional concepts. And my films are all up. So you make the film. I made the film only in America. We had a screening in LA. All the distributors were invited. And then this company picked up the... They liked the film. And they made the deal with me. And then the film was uh, premiered at the Vancouver Film Festival. And I had a standing ovation, 620 people. And then the review came up. And then one thing leads to other. The rest, like they say, it's by history. 
that film went to 74 countries, 37 film festivals, HBO, etc. So I've been making all my films. Some of them have been successful. Some of them have not been successful. That's the journey. As a film. And same as with everything else. Now, how how much of a help, maybe I should word that differently, how important has the local Indian community been to your success? Okay. Well, I was the first one to make a film about Indians in America, alone in America. So Indian community was very happy. They supported me. They thought here was uh, Slow colleague who was making films about human emotions. And that film can be related by everybody, not only Indian, Indian, Greek, Jewish. Whoever comes as a migrant to this country, they can realize the uh, cultural alienation, the cultural loneliness. And the uh, Indian community was very helpful. They, I mean, they supported the film also. They supported my work. But I would say, one, as, as a businessman, anytime you want to do anything, not only look it to your community, look it to everybody. Everybody, whether they are Jews, Christian, whether, no matter what country they come from. I mean, I have friends from every country, and, as a, and they are all very helpful. Because I think, I think that New York is one place where you can rise above just your own community. This is just my feeling, because I'm very cosmopolitan. I'm very international. I feel uh, the world is one country. So yes, I'm grateful to the Indian community. They have given me many awards, many support. I hope that answers your question, Bruce. It does, it does. And I think it's important because whenever you're, you're immigrating and you're starting a business, you want the people who you know the best to support you. And I think that's important. Exactly. Now, knowing what you yeah. knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? In other words, what advice do you have for Indians or anyone else, for that matter, considering immigrating to the U.S. and starting a business here? I would say educate yourself more. Whatever business you want to do, learn more about it. Understand the in and out. Understand the rise and fall of it. The more information you have, you go with that information, the rest is luck. I don't know, somehow luck is also very important. A lot of people don't believe in that. I do feel, yes, you have to work very hard. You should be fully informed. And do your best, and let's just hope for the best. I mean, that would be my advice to anybody coming to this country or starting a business. What I couldn't agree with, with complete knowledge. I couldn't agree with you more about luck. I always tell my career counseling clients, don't underestimate the importance of dumb luck. Being at the right place at the right time and you get a job. You've been I can't tell you how many people I know who work so hard doing everything that you're supposed to do to get a job and no results, and then all of a sudden they're walking on the street and someone drops 
their keys and they pick them up and a conversation ensues and the person is an employer looking to hire someone with their qualifications. Dumb luck is very important. May I share something with your uh, listeners? Please, please, by all means. You see, I, I, I met you, Bruce, a few months ago for the first time. And I listened to you, and I, you spoke very well. To me, Thank you were you. inspiring. You were speaking at the Chamber of Commerce event, and you were very inspiring. And there I met you. And today I am feeling very proud, actually, and very good that being on this interview with you, you are sharing with all the Manhattan you know, Chamber of Commerce members. So I would say that was lucky. I'm on your show today. That's part of my life. Thank you for that. Well, I can't think of a better way to end the uh, the interview <laughs> and the year than with that. But I have to ask you one final question. Sure. What's the best way for people to get in touch? Well, my email ID is, which I'm giving on the air, and anyone can write me on that, Apple casting at gmail.com A-P-T-L-E C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com or I'm many time at my restaurant Ayurveda Cafe which is on 94th Street and Amsterdam Avenue if anybody wants to get in touch with me and if they come there I will give them a complimentary spice tea as coming and as saying thank you for listening to Bruce and me on the show. And also I want to wish everyone health and happiness in the coming year. Well, thank you, Tirlock. Thank you for your uh, holiday wishes. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you very much. And as always... I thank our listeners, and I'm certain Tierlock joins me, as he just did, in wishing everyone a joyous holiday season, and especially to the men and women protecting us at home and abroad, be they in the military or serving in the police. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Bruce, and thank you to listeners. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.